Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Counterculture Catch-Up Podcast, where we recap our weekly discussion. Our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. Amen. To my left is our, don't take this the wrong way, expendable <laughs> pastor, oh. <laughs> Pastor Jamie. Expendable. I have a very, very good reason for all calling right. you that. All right. um, so why don't you take us through the rest the color of the intro of my shirt? and then, no, you're not the red, you're not <laughs> That's right. one of the red it's shirts. the red one. Yeah. That's right. Um, no, I'll tell you in a minute. All right. Yeah. I'm going to keep you in, no I'm going to keep all of you in yeah. suspense for one minute. Yeah. But, uh, Jamie, walk us through the, uh, rest of our intro all right. before yeah. we get into our topic. Well, thank you. First of all, whoever left, a, uh, whoever, whoever leaves a comment, we really appreciate it. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Chrysanthi Carbajal. Thank you so much yes. for, for your comment. That's great. And, uh, yeah, keep them coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you like what we're doing here, you know, like it, share it, yep. you know, um, just leave. encourage other people, leave comments. And other, you know. um, topics that you'd like sure. to see us address. Yeah. We're always grateful to, to hear that, mm -hmm. you know, looking for good, uh, good subject matter to work with here that people are interested in. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but thank you for that. And I also like to, to, uh, give a shout out to, uh, Lucinda Lynch, born again, baking, yeah. our sponsor. Awesome. So you can go to bornagainbaking.com. That's what it is. Right? Yep, you yeah. Got it. Awesome. And if you go to, uh, when you go to checkout, if you put a, uh, the, uh, code in a discount code CC 10, you get 10% off mm -hmm. your order. Mm -hmm. So we would encourage you to check her out. She is excellent. Yeah. And, uh, she comes to the, to the counterculture and, uh, she's yep. just an excellent young lady who loves the Lord. Yeah. So, and, uh, Brought so, some killer brownies. Yeah, tonight, they were good. Some, yeah. Uh, fruit pies. Yes. They are that, hand pies, hand pies. That's yes. right. Bl blueberry, right? Blueberry, blueberry hand yeah. pies. I got to hand it to her. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's give her a hand. Why not? <laughs> give her a hand for her hand pies. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so yeah, I was uh, just want to encourage people to to do that, and also we'd like to encourage you to go to to friends of today's choice. Um, it is dot org. Yes, friends of today's choice dot org, and uh, and help support uh, today's choice women's center mm -hmm. in Newton, New Jersey. They do an excellent work with with ladies who are who are looking for abortions. They they um, they share Christ with them. They 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 really really work hard to give the the women a safe place to go where they they can hear about other options. Right. That, you know to to really encourage them to not have that abortion. Yeah. And they they meet a lot of the the practical needs too. So mm -hmm. it's a great organization. Friends of today's choice.org. Mm -hmm. Encourage you to go there, make a donation. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you're part of the body here, you know, grab a baby bottle, grab a bottle. fill it up with money, and mm -hmm. bring it in on February 12th so we can bring it to them. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah. So, Jamie, um, Indian gift me, <laughs> gifted me. <laughs> I wanted to get you it anyway, but it worked out but better for, this for you. Ivan Provorov Amen. sweater. This is my favorite hockey team anyway, Philadelphia Flyers. So um, Jamie was 
wanting to buy one because of Provorov's stand um, against uh, going onto the ice when uh, they were celebrating Pride Day. Um, and so everybody was coming out in rainbow colors and stuff. And Provy was just like, um, I just can't do that because I can't celebrate something that um, my beliefs and my religion don't support. And he's a Eastern Russian Orthodox um, and they don't support, um, uh, you know, gay marriage and things like that. So he just couldn't do it. And um, his coach stood behind him and which really good on him for doing that. Yeah. Um, just saying, you know, I support him and in his beliefs and his right and, and not he, sh he shouldn't be forced to do something that he sure. believes against, you know. Sure. So, um, yeah. So his jerseys like are sold out yeah. now everywhere because I really think like the the whole like woke ideology is there's really not that many people that actually believe it. I think it's just because it's pushed so much in the media. But I mean, if you look at all the comments online, they're like, why should he ha like be forced to wear something that he doesn't agree with? Right. Like the mindset of today is like live and let live, you know. Right. So it's like, well, you, you shouldn't have to do that if you don't want to. The one thing that um, somebody did say um, was like, imagine if this was for the army and somebody didn't want to put army colors out, you know, on and when they to, to support them. But I'm like, but I think there's a difference there, because um, if you're doing like a memorial for, let's say, 9-11. Right. And it's like we want to remember all the people that that died in 9-11 in so we're going to wear army colors for the practices you know they're going to come out in, in all army colors it's like well there you're you're going out there to respect the people who lost their lives right you know um in in defense of the country or you know in, in one way or another for the country um but i think that's different than putting on a jersey that represents not people but an ideal or an idea and um because when you're putting that on you're saying i support not the person, right? Because Provi said, "I respect everybody," and he definitely does. You know, he would, he would, I'm sure, have friends that are gay. That, like, absolutely, um, we should have friends that, like, th that. Sh we should not be looking for ways to, like, not be friends with people. But when you're putting on that jersey, you you are saying, "I support right. that I ideology," right? And that's totally different from saying, "I respect these people who lost their lives to protect us." You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I think that's where that just doesn't connect. You yeah. know, like if it was somebody that lost their life and they were um, gay, let's say they were in the army and there was they were gay and they lost their life. Provy would definitely wear a jersey that supported him because he's not supporting his <clears throat> his it's homosexuality. Just, yeah. He's supporting him for the person that he sure, is, sure. you know. Um, but, and the only thing that he does not support is something that goes against what um, the Bible clearly says. It's a sin, you know? And so that's why so many people are like, yeah, he should be able to do that, you know? Yeah, and definitely. I, and, I, and I think the way that he did it was was really the, the only way that you can do it. Yeah. You know, he, he essentially said, listen, you know, I, I respect them, but um, I have to stay true to myself. Yeah. And it goes against my religion. And that's right. that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, and uh, and that, and he was pressed too. Right, Some of right. the reporters are pressing him, and uh, and he's like, "It's all I'm going to say about it." Yeah, and then they just asked what his religion was, and he said Russian Orthodox, mm -hmm. and uh, and that was it. Yeah, that you know, and and that is that same thing that that Matt Walsh, you know, from yeah. Daily Wire said, you know, he's like, "There is one answer you can give, and it really is. It's I don't care what you think." Mm -hmm. This is this is what I'm doing. Yeah. 
and I don't care what you think. Yeah. And by, you know, he did it in a respectful right. way, but essentially that's what he was saying. Yeah. Because you can't apologize. You right. can't, you know, kind of um, hem and haw yeah, about this. It's like, listen, this is who I am. I, I really don't care yeah. what you, <laughs> what right, you right. say, you yeah. know, because you, there is nothing else you can do. Yeah. You, you, know? you don't want to go up there. Somebody asks you a question <laughs> and you go right. up there and you say, <laughs> <laughs> the great one. That's perfect. The great one. That's the, that is the original. <laughs> yes, right it there. is. I, is. I said it myself for the button and then I was like, I can't do it any better than Ralph Cramden. He just can't do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I had to put him put Shout it out there. to Honeymooners. Yes. Yes, too. the best show. That's so great. Uh, the great one. There's a reason that it's yeah. called the great one. Yeah. So um, yeah. You, but you don't want to say that. You don't want to be like I I I, I just yeah. you, you know you want to be. And I'm sure he thought about it before. I'm sure, sure people came up to him and were like, "Hey, you're gonna get pressed on this, so have an answer ready." You know. And I think he did a really good job. I'm surprised, honestly, that more people didn't do that with yeah. him. You know, because um, I'm sure there's other people who have um, who believe that same way, but maybe they just. Um, didn't feel like they could take the heat or whatever it was, sure. you know. So just have the courage of your convictions, and that's really what he did. Yeah. So I'm proud to wear Pro V. I mean, Maybe. I already love him as a hockey player. So oh, we're gonna sneeze. Oh, <laughs> sneezy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, baby. How weird is this to not have mics here too? It is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we got to remember with the button, there's like, this is all new. Here. This is all new. We have no, we have our, our, uh, lab mics mm -hmm. now, but we have to hold things up right. to the mic. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So we switched things up yes, this we did. week. Yep. Um, so I, I caved to the, this, like the train that they, that is known as the chosen, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we're like the only holdout in the world for completely irrational reasons. It was totally rational. Totally irrational. Come on. There was no reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I was pressed by it. It was so funny. So pretty much everybody that I talk to at church is like, oh, have you seen The Chosen? I'm like, no, I have not seen The Chosen. And they're like, oh, it's so good. I said, well. Well, I'm waiting for it to go woke. So, uh, <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. just a silly, silly. You'll thing. watch it once it goes woke. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Um, but, but anyway, so I finally gave in. I started watching some of the episodes. It's well made and, yeah. and it's well done. And I, and I like it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I had I the mean, idea to do an episode on it yeah. for a long time because <clears throat> it's just such a big topic right sure. now in the Christian world you know, and even non-Christians that are really liking the show. So it's like, I feel like it's something that we need to talk about and we need to discuss um, Christian media in general, like how to kind of go toe the line when you're talking about making scripture into a media production. That's not sure. word for word too. Sure. You know, so there's going to be definitely uh, some balance that that's there, you know, that's needed there. So, and you know why I, I called you the expendable pastor? No. Probably? Who's the guy in church ever since I was like four years old that would play Jesus at yeah. all of yeah. the uh, <laughs> Living Last Supper productions we would put on or like the... Uh, the you were four? Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I came here when I was four. So I'm talking 25 years. Dang. 
Well, I didn't Jamie, play Jesus for 25 years, but yeah, well, only, from that point, only for yeah. the plays within the yeah, 25 years. When you it, weren't yeah. in the play, it's not like you were still like acting like Jesus, you know. Well, I, I mean, time. every once in a while, I would dress up and come to church like that. <laughs> <laughs> they say, "Oh, oh, hey, Jamie," and, you, and then you say, "Verily, verily, I say unto you." Yeah. Oh, yogurt the great! I <laughs> just played yogurt. That was from a movie. You wouldn't. No. no, I know the great Tim. That's <laughs> <laughs> another another great movie. Yeah, what is that movie? The yogurt movie. Oh, that's Spaceballs. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't. No, know it's not a good movie. I'm not encouraging people to watch it. I just like next on I just like. Gotcha. I just like that scene. Everybody's like yogurt. His name was yogurt. Yogurt the great. Yogurt mm. the magnificent. Mm. Please, just plain yogurt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, wow. anyway, so um, we went but, from the yeah. chosen to spaceballs. Yes, yes. Wow, that was like really. I mean, all high quality quick. media there, you know, both, you know. Sure, sure. Mel Brooks, yeah, you know. But, but um, uh, yeah. Anyway. But you're expendable because you obviously are not the only person who can play Jesus. <clears throat> that is true. Because there is a man now, another man who's playing Jesus. Yeah. So you're, yeah. yeah I am expendable. Yeah. I feel terrible. Yeah, I know. I know. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's kind of a downer, isn't it? My life is. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I think we got all the preliminaries out of the way. Awesome. So uh, why don't we dig into the meat of the episode and talk about what we discussed tonight in our um, class uh, afterwards and as we were watching the episode. So we did um, season three, episode one, we watched as a group which is the new season, and this episode actually came out in theaters. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, this was, is the one that was in yeah, theaters. Yeah, it was actually a double feature, um, episodes one and two. Oh, yeah. gotcha, okay. So um, we stopped at episode one tonight just for time's sake. It was good because some of the people even who watch it pretty consistently mm-hmm. had had not seen this one yet. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so this one was the Sermon on the Mount, which in season two they kind of are building up for because it is probably the best sermon that's ever been oh, given <laughs> so good so um yeah so and then it's jesus talking about that then it goes into there's all of these different side plots and stuff that they're um setting up um so i guess just to get into kind of the heart of um what we were talking about is like how um do we feel about there being a show that is talking about the life of christ that's not not word for word <laughs> it's not trying to be um, you know, one thing I really like about the show is that um, the director, Dallas Jenkins, who is Jeremy Jenkins' son, who was author of the Left Behind series, which is not totally accurate, obviously. <laughs> we, we were definitely not a, a big fan of those uh, books in, in terms of their theological accuracy, though they're pretty fun. But, um, but his son, Dallas Jenkins, um, is the director of The Chosen. And one thing I love about him is you can tell every, everything that he says um, he is trying to make as close to what life would have been like in first century uh, Israel. That's his goal. And so you can even see it in like the accents they use, the casting of all the characters. Um, they're all of like Middle Eastern descent. Um, so it looks and, and feels real. The, the, um, the costumes and everything are really well done trying to stay close to the biblical accuracy as much as they can. 
So um, when they do something like the Sermon on the Mount, it's going to be like word for word. They're not going to be adding things into the actual content of that. What they're going to be adding things to is all the stuff on the peripheral. So the stuff out, like what the disciples are thinking at that time, right. you know, things like that. Um, and I think that's a great model to go off of because when, um, when you're talking about something so important like the Sermon on the Mount, you don't want to change that. <laughs> that's how it is. And, and if you start putting in new words and new lines, that's going to be a big turnoff for people. But if you're like, okay, well, let's see how Jesus' mother was reacting as she heard this sermon. You know, it's like, well, that we're not told anything about. But, right. you know, if she was there, which she probably was because the disciples were there. <clears throat> and it's like, well, what was she thinking at that time? She was thinking something, you know. <laughs> so it's like, let's kind of delve into that a little bit. Um, and also knowing about the um, different personalities that all the disciples give off, which I think is pretty cool. Because in the Bible, we definitely get glimpses of the personalities of the disciples. So, for instance, Simon the Zealot. It's like, well... When I read that just for myself, I don't really know what that would mean. Like, right. he's a zealot. He's a zealous, you know, like, but th this was a whole order of um, um, pretty pretty hostile uh, yeah. a Jewish movement. Kind of rebellious yeah. um, towards the Roman Empire. Yeah, and um, trying to take over by force, really, to make way for the Messiah. And so um, you see that, that that's who Simon is in the show, is... Um, he's part of that. And so when Jesus calls him, you know, now he, his life takes on a completely different meaning, but he still has aspects of that life before him. So Matthew as a tax collector, so people don't like him, you know, um, Peter as the leader and very um, uh, gung-ho about everything, you know, Andrew being anxious, you know. So all of these, <clears throat> I think is just a great way of delving into more of the disciples' personalities. Thomas. That, yeah, Thomas. Yeah. The, yeah, he's like, I tend to overanalyze yeah. everything and, you know, and, um, Sometimes there's definitely little little nods to what people have thought like throughout church history, and you can tell it's like, ah, I know what that is talking about. Like probably my favorite line um, is this this whole thing with the word soon that John the Baptist and Jesus they talk about in like four or five different episodes, where um, John John is like Jesus, wh when is the time that we're finally going to, um, you know, bring the kingdom in and it's all going to be you know all that. Jesus is like, soon, soon you'll know, soon you'll know. And John's like, what, when, when is that? When is that? And Jesus is like, I know it is such an interesting word, soon. Couldn't mean anything really. <laughs> and you just know that, in, you know, Revelation when it says, behold, I'm coming soon, you know. And, and we're like, uh, that was written, you know, a long time ago, you know. So what, is, what does soon mean? Um, and there's obviously different thoughts about that, which is, that's what I love about it. Because it's, it's like, it takes into account the talks that have been had throughout 2000 years. Um, and that I'm sure people back then had the same kind of feeling like what does soon mean, you know? <laughs> so. And I think, I think one of the things that, that stands out to me, at least in the little bit that I've seen it. Um, and this is, I think a really important thing that there is no agenda, you know, the, yeah. there's no like, eschatological agenda there's yeah. no there's no spin to it right uh you know they I, I think that they're doing a really good job just keeping it true to the to the um to the time period mm -hmm. as best they can true to the word of god as best they can and 
true to the to the kind of the the natural reading of the scripture you right know? and so i mean in, in some of the the way that things are presented you know you have to put kind of an, an emotion behind it mm-hmm. you know and i and i think that the emotion that's used is is good you know mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem that there's anything that's really off mm-hmm. with it you know where you would read into it and go you know oh that the obviously the you know who yeah. wrote this yeah they lean this way right right you know because you could do that yeah you know it'd be pretty easy well and you know that from playing jesus sure. you know that when you're saying those words that jesus said like there's got to be an emotional weight to oh, it man, yeah and i think it's helping me when I'm reading scripture to be like, let me look at, I probably should have been doing this already, but let me look at, um, like make observations about how people would have reacted to this, you know, kind of putting yourself into the story is how Dallas sure. Jenkins, the director, that's kind of how he sees it. Um, like imagine if you were one of the disciples and I'm sure everybody kind of has their own, like, Oh, I, that's me, you know, and uh, which I'm sure was on purpose. Um, but I think that's also kind of why jesus chose the disciples like with all different backgrounds and stuff too which is pretty cool and i think that's one thing that dallas wants to do too is to make it relevant to um everybody today you know um which i think is is a noble but a very difficult task to do because you want to tell the story how it was back then while still giving um how it applies to us today still you know um yeah which i think they do really well I, I think the bread and butter of the show to me is uh taking things from the old testament and prophecies and things like that usually they'll start with like a flashback and then seeing how jesus fulfills that but how um it always stayed true still to the god of the old testament too it's all because jesus is the same god you know yeah. of the old testament so you see that in the first episode of the whole show, which you watched recently, um, where Mary Magdalene, as as a child, is saying, um, in I think it's Isaiah, um, where it's like, "Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God, and uh, I've called you by name. You are mine." Yeah, you know? yeah. so great. Um, and as the people of Israel, they're after that period, they're they're constantly waiting for this Messiah to come. You know. And um, so then you see Mary Magdalene's dad's like, what do we do when we're scared? We recite the words, you know, fear not for I'm with you. Um, But then you see over time, like those words kind of lose their power because we don't think of them as being relevant still to us today. So it was like, oh, it was for them back then. Where has God been these last however many years? You think of the Israelites wandering in the desert, you know, waiting for where is this, you know? And when Jesus comes on the scene, and then he meets Mary Magdalene, which we know in scripture is accurate, healing her from her seven demons, you know. And then he says, I have called you by name. You are mine. The same words that she was reciting before. Um, and it's just a beautiful way of using the scripture that was written back then. But Jesus coming and being like, this was me all the way back then. I have not forgotten you. I am with you. Um and when we watch that now, I think that's why there's that emotional pull, like for me, because I've actually, I've never not cried during, I think I told you, during any episode of The Chosen that I've ever watched, um, because there's that emotional pull, but I think it's an appropriate one. It's not just like grabbing at sure. your heartstrings kind of thing, yeah. you know. Um, it is, but in a very appropriate way, because 
since scripture and God is our lives, then you should have an emotional, you know, oh, yeah. to that. Um, <clears throat> but it's also like that wasn't just true just in Jesus's day, even though Jesus was healing Mary. But it's like, but this is still true even to our day, especially knowing the rest of the story and that Jesus is alive today and the countless lives that he's changed since he's gone to heaven. Um, and so I think that's why it's having such an impact, you know, in the whole world, the chosen, I mean, yeah. because it's just sharing the story. You know, it's not like you said, it doesn't have an agenda. Um, people from all different faiths, I was telling you after, yeah, are it's really they're loving interesting. it. Um, even people that we would consider, you know, kind of on the outside of orthodoxy, like like Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses or um, progressive Christianity even. Um, they all love the show. And I don't think that that's a knock on the show. I think exactly the opposite. I think it shows, I know I'm talking a lot, but I think it shows how they really are just telling the story, how it's portrayed in the Bible without having anything that would isolate other <clears throat> viewers by putting in an agenda that's not really there. Because all those groups will still read the Bible, you know, if like Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, even Jews, like they're still going to read the Bible. They might not accept it in the same way that we would but they're just telling the story from the bible without putting on any sort of um like preaching at you yeah. to, to be like oh That's he so must key, be he actually. must be that he must have that yeah. belief he must be an evangelical or whatever you know yeah i think it's so tough to do but they yeah. do a great job well the quality of it and and that i th i think the key aspect is that you you're not being preached at yeah you know it's really just the a presentation that doesn't it's just not slamming you with um you know like you have to you have to listen to you you, you have to hear our message kind of thing mm -hmm. it's like it's not our message we're just you know right. presenting right this is just what it is mm -hmm. you can just pick up your bible and read this mm -hmm. yourself and uh, i think that's great mm -hmm. you know that's a huge deal because we we can and that's another thing that we talked about in the class tonight too, you know, in our personal lives, in our evangelism, in our, our relationships, you know, having that same kind of attitude of humility and, you know, speaking the truth that it's like that idea, you know, that, that, that verse speaking the truth in love, it's not, I'm preaching at you. It's, Hey man, you know, like, I'm, I'm, it, I was in the same state you are and I'm just, you know, it's like, I, I like in when, uh, Mary in the first episode says, um, to, uh, Nicodemus yeah. and he's like, well, you know, I don't know if he says what happened or who, who, who did this yeah. for you. And she's like, listen, all I know is I was like this <laughs> and now I'm not mm -hmm. and the thing that happened in between was him <laughs> yes and i'm just like that's a you know and that's the message that mm -hmm. we're bringing mm -hmm. it's like listen i was like this i was like you mm -hmm. um but now i'm not mm -hmm. and this is this is the who reason why. Yeah. changed it yep. you know and so and i think if we can we can get a hold of that um that'll help us a lot mm -hmm. because we have to it's not our agenda right you know we're, we're just proclaiming right. the good news, right. you know, and bringing that to the people. Yeah. And that I think is what they're doing and they're doing right. it in a really, really well done 
uh, fashion. Yeah, and so. very like visually appealing too. Oh, you know, yeah, like sure. really high quality. You know, just yeah. as high quality as anything else that isn't Christian. Yeah, and that I don't think is something that could really ever be said of Christian media. Before, yeah, you know, which is uh, unfortunate. But it's so hard, and I hear I hear non Christians talk about this. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, Ben Shapiro, and mm -hmm. you know who who is really on the side of you know he's yeah. he's not a he's a jew but he's he uh appreciates christianity he, you know appreciates what it's done for the right. for the world right and uh but his, his objection to like ha christian like movies is that they are preaching yeah. you know and, yeah. and he's like you it's it's yeah. so hard to find any that are not preaching mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like you're gonna I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah, I, it, was it Ben? Maybe it's not Ben. Maybe it's Andrew Clavin. Sure. Same Daily Wire. And he's a writer. Yeah. And he's like, you know, this is this is the problem with Christian movies. Right. <laughs> and even Christian there's books. No, there's no tact. You know? It's just, here's, you know. They try. Uh, they try. And it's not a knock. You know, you know they're, yeah. they're trying to do a good work. Yeah. Um, it's really just very difficult, yeah. you know, to. And, and that's how it is with our own presuppositions mm -hmm. you know how hard it is for us to take our own our like our own understanding of something and kind of lay it on the table and and really reevaluate mm -hmm. like okay this is what i have always heard this is what i believe but is it accurate mm -hmm. you know and to challenge should i you know like, is this the right thing here? And, and just kind of spread it out and just look at it over again. And reevaluating what we believe about things, I think, is wise. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things, one of the important parts of the whole, the whole counterculture class mm -hmm. is to be able to, to put your presuppositions kind of in the, you know, behind you mm -hmm. and just, okay, let's, what's the scripture say? How do you understand the, the, the biblical narrative? narrative how does it line up with your how does your worldview line up with that right. and rather than making it line up with your worldview right you know and yeah. that's that's a it's it's hard to do it yeah. takes you know it takes uh personal tact and it takes um just intellectual honesty and humility and mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a difficult thing yeah. but but that's how you have good sound doctrine and surround yourself with people who will challenge you, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a whole other thing, you know, that's so important mm -hmm. uh, for us to be able to do that and hear from people, you know, and uh, that's, it's good. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. I know one of the, uh, um, the criticisms that's been levied against the chosen is that Dallas Jenkins, somebody brought it up even tonight. <clears throat> yeah. People say that he's a Mormon or he, you know, supports Mormonism and stuff. And I just think it's so uh, um, false. <laughs> like it, it's just painting a bad picture um, on him. That's not true at all. Just bearing false witness. Yeah, because yeah. Um, just because he records at a, a studio that I think Mormons have some people who are Mormon are like a part of it or they, they run it or whatever. Um, and he's like, that, that doesn't make me a Mormon. I'm not a Mormon. And we know his dad, you know, is a strong, you know, believer and everything. Um, but it's just, it's just, it is bearing false witness. It's lying about, yeah. about him. 
to sure. and then people will say oh i can't watch it because it's run by a mormon or something it's like that that's just not actually true so um and then they brought up in in the one of the episodes in the new season that um where jesus says something that people were saying it's directly out of the book of mormon and then you actually like look up is this a, a line from the book of mormon it's like no it's not it's like some of the words are similar because it's like law is in it you know right <laughs> and it's like i think you're grasping at straws here <laughs> so it's like biblical principles so your your objection right thank you <laughs> we're gonna play a, a drinking game with <laughs> only communion wine take a shot of communion wine right. every every time we say biblical isn't that what principles. paul's talking about like <laughs> you have houses to eat and drink yeah. and... <laughs> that's right you are canceled okay i don't know whatever you want to use to, to drink yeah that water sure drink sure. water every, every time we say biblical principles here on the, i gotta go to the, on the podcast <laughs> that's what it'll be every five minutes <sighs> i can never finish an episode of these i'm always running to the bathroom yeah oh man um but what was i saying before <laughs> that's where i'm at oh, they did it again. <laughs> anyway so then you look up is this line actually from the book of mormon so it's like your accusation was he's using the book of mormon for his writing and he's putting in lines like kind of sneaking in yeah, mormonism right. it's like all right let's examine that claim don't just believe it that's <laughs> hearsay that is not a biblical principle so let's examine let's go is it actually is this a line from the book of mormon no it's not it is not a direct quote at least at all so it's like so your whole accusation is false then right okay there you go yeah that's it believing a lie yeah <clears throat> without so, testing it you know that's 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 the problem right it's just right. test it yeah you know yeah but, uh, so that was just so overblown. I feel like sometimes people will just criticize anything. You know, they're looking for a way to, to well, criticize that, something. That's the tough part, in, especially in like Christianity, you know, because right. there are so many little, uh, little differences in doctrine, sure. eschatology, all these kind of things. And, and Christians will like eat their own, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really terrible. Yeah. You know, how, how are, you know, Jesus says they'll know them by, the love that you yeah. have for one That's another, right. yep. you know, and, uh, and that tends to be lacking because people care more about, more about the dumb little stuff mm -hmm. than, than they do about the people themselves mm -hmm. and will make up all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They'll, they'll, say things that are and bear false witness against people i mean to me that's that's really what bearing false witness is yeah you know i know you know lying yeah that's that's kind of that fits in there sure, but yeah. but the real nature of bearing false witness is, is saying somebody something they're not right you know right and uh and that is just a terrible thing yeah and um now i think the reason that they <clears throat> that that some people are looking to find something wrong with the show i think is because uh and i brought this up too before well, i i think there's a couple valid reasons that people won't won't watch the shows yeah. and one is no matter what no matter how good it was no, no matter how good it is no matter how accurate it is if it's not word for word scripture then they're not going to watch it right just because i'll just read scripture then 
And I, I get that. If that is your mindset about it, you shouldn't watch it then. And nobody's saying you have to, obviously. Um, and so that's a valid reason for sure. But then you're saying there is no show that could come out today that would be good <laughs> about Jesus. I'll just read the, the Bible. So that's fine. Um, but it's not a knock on the show. It just means you would never watch the, the sure. show. So, and that's fine. Another one that people say would be like, if it just is, it's boring to them or, cause it's, it's a little slow because it's not the, it's not, you know, the Avengers. It's not right, like a thing, right. you know, so people um, are so stuck on that action right. kind of thing. You know? Right. So, um, you know, and if like long dialogue, you know, is not your thing and stuff and you just, then long dialogue is not your thing then you're, but you're not watching this podcast that's a great podcast. point that's a great point <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just telling you guys who do yes. like long dialogue there that maybe go. that's why some people wouldn't watch yes right. to watch um right. to watch the show be false leader but yes all of those other people Bearing false witness against yeah. those people yeah which was like you two <laughs> days ago yeah <laughs> before you watched it <laughs> <laughs> for completely irrational reasons um okay anyway so anyway <laughs> um yeah so the way that i um would liken the show to would be a really good sermon on a sunday morning and here's why in a sermon you're not getting word for word scripture right. that's not ex explaining or explicating on the scripture at all it's just saying the words but the words that have meaning and the meaning is directly related to how life was back then sure. as well, too. And so that's why I think if you can get, um, especially because Dallas has a team of scholars from all different um, faiths, uh, Catholics, Evangelical, Protestantism, and Mormons. Uh, Messianic Jews, not Mormons, <laughs> um, but scholars really of history from back then who are saying, well, this is how... Uh, because those three um, beliefs systems like were around back sure. then in one way or another. So then you would have um, uh, accurate scholarship that could look into how it was back then, you know? Um, and so getting back to what I was saying about the being like a sermon, when you're hearing a sermon, you're hearing all of the context around the words of scripture and then application to our life today which right. again the chosen does very very well um and also digging deeper into the truths that are there bringing together all of scripture which they do in the chosen very well as well um and then seeing how the meaning of the words there i'll give you an example in um the show where in the sermon on the mount jesus says um if you are going to go worshiping, but then you have something against your brother, oh, right. uh, leave your gift before the altar. Don't like worship yet. Instead, go first be reconciled to that person and then come and offer your gift. So in the show, you see um, Andrew, who in the previous episode, in the previous, in season two, um, he says some things against Mary Magdalene. Because um, kind of spoiler alert, because um, Mary goes into, after she's redeemed from the seven devils, she goes kind of back into that old life in one of the episodes. And then he, she comes back to the disciples and Andrew's like, how could you leave, you know, after what Jesus did for you kind of a thing, you know? Um, and so, but he was too harsh, you know, with her for sure. Um, and he wasn't forgiving, you know? And, but after hearing Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount, you see how Andrew completely changed his mindset and then had to go and follow, because following Jesus you're going to follow what he says. So then he goes and he um, 
forgives Mary Magdalene. So just to see how Jesus's words are transformative to the disciples. It's not just words, you know? It's like you, you're seeing, well, my master said this, and I have to go and do this, and this is a real-life situation that's helping mm -hmm. me to do that. And I think that's what um, a Sunday morning sermon does as well. Yeah. You know, it's not just the words, right. but it's can you exegete the words and apply it to our lives. Right, make it practical, yeah. practical for today. Yeah. What did it mean back then? And then how can we apply it to our lives today? Right. And I think that's kind of what The Chosen does really well, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And not everything a pastor says are you gonna, you're going to agree with. Right. You know, there's some things on the on except the outside. Yeah, except for what Jamie says cuz he's he's the expendable <laughs> pastor. He's pretty much like the understudy of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess aren't we all no? yeah. Shouldn't we all be there? But you even more so cuz you actually played Jesus. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that's that yeah. makes me a lot more more important. Right. I'm pretty sure there's uh, the hierarchy in the <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Uh the one of the things that uh, I this is more, I, I guess, specific to, to some of the dialogue that was going on where Jesus was talking. But I, I liked how uh, in The Chosen but and how they, how they make it with, with the, the, uh, the context, you know, how he's talking and the, the uh, emotion behind it and that kind of stuff. It really brings to life a lot of this, the Sermon on the Mount stuff. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting, I was thinking about this during the class, that Jesus deals with the 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 particulars, the the true needs of the people. Mm -hmm. You right. know, like as you listen to the Sermon on the Mount or read the Sermon on the Mount, you know, he's dealing with real issues yeah. that people have. They're not spiritual. Right. They're not like out there kind of things. It's like, well, you need... You need, right. you know, you're, don't be anxious. Right. You need clothing. It's very humble. Yeah. yeah. You need, you need these things. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like God knows all that stuff mm -hmm. that you need. And it's so cool because that's, that's good for us because mm -hmm. it brings us, I think we, a lot of times as Christians can have, can, everything is spiritual, you know, yeah. and not that, that everything doesn't have a spiritual component sure. to it, yeah. but like there are real needs here. Mm -hmm. There are real things that we can, we can encourage people with here, you know, like, like mm -hmm. they have, there are real problems out there. Mm -hmm. You know, there is anxiety. There is a meaninglessness, you know, uh, in this culture today, there's this confusion. There's like, these are real issues. And I think that, that we should be able to approach those things and, and be able to 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 speak into those kind of things, and again by by bringing the truth and love, mm -hmm. you know, and dealing with that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just so cool because, you know, I think that we yeah we can get hung up on, you know, that everything is like way yeah. high minded and it's all yeah. this and it's like no man, there's down to earth problems that people have, yeah. and we can we can speak to those problems, mm -hmm. you know, because we know. The one who can help them. Right. Yeah. And then, okay, so how do I do that? Yeah. You know, how do I talk to someone about, well, what's your purpose in your life? Mm -hmm. How do, you know, and I, I want to bring that up with the evangel mm -hmm. evangelism class and how to, to address those kind of things. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, because I think it's important. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and Jesus did that. Obviously, right? Jesus also talks. He also talks about the spiritual. Of you course, know, yeah. Who cares if you gain the world and you lose your soul? Right, you know, all right. of that stuff. But um, there definitely is a humility to um, how Jesus speaks, both in the Gospels and in the Chosen as well. And I think um, one thing I, I love about how he's portrayed in the Chosen, and the actor does an incredible job as Jesus, um, is um, you can tell that there is an atmosphere, a weighty atmosphere around everything Jesus says. The disciples are completely like enamored with him, but there's like an air of mystery to it as well, to what he says. Sure. So in one scene, uh, after he gives the Sermon on the Mount, and Matthew, who um, is portrayed with um, like an Asperger's, um, kind of like a nervous twitch, you know, but he's so detailed in everything because he's a tax collector too, and that all kind of plays into his personality. So he's telling Jesus, Jesus, you said this, you said this, and he's trying to write everything down for his gospel, which is pretty cool. Um, but then Jesus is like, Matthew, can we do this another time? Because <laughs> I just preached for like an hour. But I, I, I love this. And this is the kind of stuff that gets me choked up when I watch it. Because <clears throat> Jesus, even though, like, like, how would Jesus say, we can't talk right now because I'm really tired, right. but while still being the God of love that he is. And so when he, he, he says to Matthew, essentially, get out of here because I just need to rest for a bit. And Matthew's like about to leave and Jesus is like, and, and Matthew, like, thank you for helping me. Right. Just in like such a calm, loving way to be like, I love you. I just need rest right now still. But it's like, they do such a great job of portraying the weight of Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the, the meaning of that, that particular say. need of that person right. too. Like right. you were saying, Andrew with anxiety, right. like he, t he talks to those right. things in exactly. those people. And that's what Matthew needed to hear. Right. Right. And I could totally picture Jesus doing that. Yeah. You know, and also how <clears throat> G Jesus then goes on to talk to Judas. And I, I was noticing this and they definitely purposefully did this, but Jesus knows everything that Judas is going to do to him. And yet he still calls him to follow him. And he still um, loves him as one of his own, even though he knows that he's not going to be one of his own, you know? Um, and it's like, I don't know exactly how that works. Sure. You know? Um, but we know like Judas was, was prophesied to betray Jesus, you know? And there's no, there's no getting around that um, scripturally. And yet it's not like Jesus is not caring for him or not, you know what I mean? Sure. So, um, you know, how that all plays out, it's like, I don't know all the, the details of that, but I think they do a great job of showing that, of um, Jesus being all-knowing and being God, of course, and yet, like, unable to be anything but still loving, you know? Yeah, I, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, it's so, really well done. Yeah. Cool. You want to get to some of those questions? Sure. I think there, unless you got something else you want to, um, bring uh, I think it'll come out in the, yeah, cool. yeah. So Joel was nice enough to send me some questions, which we presented to the class mm -hmm. tonight. Actually, it was great. We had, how many people did we have? We had a good class. Yeah. Probably 15. Yeah. Something 20, like that. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, but, That's uh, all we had to do. <laughs> <laughs> we Here, switched from cool new show. how should we then live to the chosen. We went 50 years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody shows up. And what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, but it's so it good. good. Yeah. It's okay. just the leader hosen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a 1970s video. Right. Um, okay. 
So, uh, but Joel sent me some of these questions because um, I, I definitely needed some help to, to get some good questions down. This so. was also my idea to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm grateful. Um, but let's let's go to it. So, um, first question: Is it okay to write a story about Jesus that is based on, but not word for word from mm-hmm. the Bible? Yeah, uh, I'll just quickly say I, I think it is fine as long as you make clear what your intentions are. Um, so it's a lot like a paraphrase of, as a translation. <clears throat> sure. If you're calling a translation a paraphrase, where you say we're trying to bring out the meaning of the words, not not literally just translating the words then that's fine. You have more leeway because you've made your intentions clear. And that's what Dallas has definitely done. He says we, there definitely is some artistic license to it. So if that is something that you are not okay with, then don't watch it. But if that's something that you understand because they understand that going in, then I don't see why there's any problem with that. We know that there were some things that Jesus did that are not written down. John makes that explicit oh, sure. in his gospel. The wor- the books <clears throat> in all the world could not contain everything if we wrote it down. So they wrote down the, the highlights. But we also know about what life would have been like back then, more than just what the words were you know, that were given in the Bible. So to flesh out some of the context of that, um, I don't think is a problem at all. Um, you look at, we know that Peter was married it says that Peter, his mother-in-law was sick, meaning that he was married. It doesn't say anything else about Peter's marriage, but we know he was married. So why don't we show Peter with a wife? Like it just right. makes sense, you know, because he had a wife. So, and then she's going to have a name, you know, we don't know her name exactly, but she had a name. So this is more than plausible that she had a name. She was Peter's wife. <laughs> right. Uh, hello, name? Uh, my name is Peter and this is my wife, Peter's wife. <laughs> Hi, I'm Peter's wife. (laughs) You know, so uh, as long as you take, uh, you know, a balanced, measured approach and understand what they're trying to do and realize it, not everything is word for word from scripture, you know, then um, I think it can only enhance your reading of scripture because it fleshes out what we know of from scripture, you know. Right. And I agree with that. If there's anything that is out of line and it's like, oh, that just wouldn't have been that that way then reject it but you don't have to reject the whole show you know sure just the mormon parts yeah exactly just the ones where it's like yeah anybody could be god you know (laughs) everybody is gonna be god everybody is gonna be god yeah um i have to do a mormon one sure oh yeah that'd be good that'd be good yeah yeah that was good good i'm gonna Um, ask you all the questions that's fine that's fine i I had answers to them because i yeah so i would also say um just one other thing like when you're watching a show or um, you hear a speaker that you really like, like Ben Shapiro, that you really like, or Doug Wilson, you know, yeah. you gain trust with that person because they've said so many great things that have yeah. helped you. And if they say one thing that you're like, ooh, I, I wouldn't put it that way or I don't agree with that, um, it doesn't make you lose their trust completely because they right. built up that right. trust. And I think the same thing is with the show. When I started it, I pretty much didn't want to like it because, oh, it's another show about the Bible that they're going to um, make things that, you know, were not how it was in the Bible and stuff. And the more I'm watching it, the more I'm like, actually, I was reading the scripture wrong. You know, uh, somebody brought up, you know, Mary Magdalene is walking around with the disciples and the other women helping in the ministry. And at first, when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, they're trying to get more women in, you know, try to be more politically correct and stuff. Then I read the Bible and it's like, oh, 
actually no Mary Magdalene and the other women supported the ministry. <laughs> that's what it said. And they followed around with the disciples. Yeah. So I'm like, I was the one that was wrong. And I brought a presupposition in to the show that was anti-biblical. Yeah. So it actually helped me to see scripture in actually a more accurate light. Yeah. Um, and so that made me really gain trust with the show too. And like, it seems like every episode um, keeps building on that. Like being accurate to when it's when it is going word for word from scripture um it's accurate to that and so then when they do one or two things that is like eh, okay yeah you know then it's like not that big a deal it's not that big a deal because yeah. they've gained your trust so. yeah which is great that's a good good answer to your question <laughs> i'm so glad i can answer my own <laughs> questions do you want me to answer questions let me see yeah that second one Sure. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. All right. Well, Does the cho- I'll answer it. It's fine. Um, just teasing. Does the chosen stay true to the intent of the biblical authors? What do I think? <laughs> <laughs> How about you answer for me? Sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> Jamie's um, thinking. <laughs> 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 That's perfect. Um, Best does one the, we've had yet. Does chosen stay true to the intent of the biblical authors? And uh, I, I would say that it does. Um, that it, uh, yeah, the intention that's in there, like you said before, the 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 words of Christ, the the scripture is not being manipulated. Mm-hmm. What is being manipulated is the potential reality of the the social interactions outside of what we have in scripture Mm -hmm. and and even with that uh that being fabricated it still is lining up with the principles that are being presented you know like you would see with um i don't know if you mentioned this i know we talked about it in the class when andrew comes to mary magdalene Mm -hmm. you know after hearing the sermon on the mount Mm -hmm. And he he goes to her and, and he he apologizes to her for for being just mean to her, yeah. you know, when um, and treating her poorly. So yeah. and so he's he's going to make things right, right? You know, and that's that's awesome, you yeah. know, and that's that's uh, it's good to so so with that it does it stays true, mm-hmm. you know, right? Because you're following the principles of the scripture and you're not messing with the scripture at all, mm-hmm. you know? So you're just changing up the, the storyline. Yeah, and, and there's definitely precedent of that in scripture itself. Like, um, I think it's Paul when, um, after Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then Paul, in his letter later, he's like, and we have trust that nothing is going to go um, ill with you because he has promised he will never leave you nor forsake yeah. you. So he's recalling the words of Jesus and applying it to his situation yeah. there. And I think that's exactly what... Um, uh, one of my favorite scenes from the first season is when um, Matthew is trying to study the Old Testament, the the Torah. And so he's asking, I think it's Philip, because um, all these other Jews who know the the Torah already, but Matthew is a tax collector, like he's not in that that world. So he's like, can you give me like a Psalm of David that I can memorize? So he, he memorizes Psalm 139, which like, if I make my bed oh, in yeah. the depths, you that's are there. Great. Did you get to that part? <clears throat> no. Oh, okay. Um, you were talking about the Bible. <laughs> yes, that's a great song. Yeah. So then Matthew, very detailed, right? So he's like, 
But when David was saying that, he was saying that for himself. He doesn't necessarily mean that for everybody. Um, where can I go from your spirit? You know, right? And uh, and Philip's like, all right, if you want to take it that way, kind of a thing. But then you see Matthew going into a really dark, like scary place that he's fearing kind of for his life. And you just see him under his breath saying, if I make my, <laughs> I can't remember. Nice. But he's, he's applying that to himself and um, saying, if I make my bed, you know, even in the depths you are there, you know, where can I go from your spirit? And it just shows how we are to um, apply scriptures rightly, I think, the thousands of saints who have come before us to take these amazing psalms and passages and apply them to right. our everyday life, you know, and to keep that scripture in our hearts so that we will not sin against God, you know, to have that at the ready. Yeah. So stuff like that, I think, is definitely staying true to the yeah. intent. Yeah, yeah, you know? I think so, too. All right. <clears throat> what makes the chosen so popular among everyone, non-Christians and conservative Christians mm-hmm. alike? I think we touched on that. Yeah. 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 Is there um, more to say? Yeah, because even my, um, I have a friend who's not a believer, but he's like, I love The Chosen. It's just so well done, and it's captivating, and it's telling a story. Now, he doesn't believe the story is true, but he's like, it is telling the story from the Bible in um, a really interesting and you know compelling way. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to how well it's done, yeah. you know? Because um, you see some shows like The Rings of Power, let's say, The Lord of the Rings show, where it's like, this is just not a good show. <clears throat> you know, the dialogue is really bad. It's not true to the intent of the Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Changed a whole lot. Yes. Yeah, and that's why when, when you're creating a show that's going to be not word for word or not completely just retelling the story, but you're adding other things to it, I think that's the important thing is does it stay true to the core of what you are representing and you know there's an established core of the bible that cannot be changed you know like the locations of places things like that and um i think that's why people did not like the new lord of the rings because it did not stay true to the original at all same thing with the new star wars movies they did not stay true to what has already been established you know so you're saying the force you can now touch physical objects you know and makes like change um, things. So it's like, well, what's the difference between somebody who's dead who's using the force? Because they can just like manipulate physical objects still. So it's like, well, that completely changes how the first episode would have been played yeah. out then. So you're messing with the core of the original. And um, same, so same thing with the, uh, the Rings of Power. But I think The Chosen does not do that, you know, yeah. at least right now. Not yet. Yeah. Not <laughs> Jamie, yet. Jamie's still waiting. <laughs> One thing I think is great, though, also about it is like their audience is probably like 75% conservative uh, Christians. And so they're really not going to let them go like woke or, you know, add in um, gender ideology, you know, and things like that. Because like the second that a conservative, like their fan base is getting a sniff of that, like they're done with the show. I would be, you would be, you know, and that's the majority of their audience. and so I love that because it's like they're just, they have to be tethered to biblical accuracy or else they're going to lose their audience. Is that the right response though? Because we were talking about how a lot of times <laughs> Christians can eat their own, you know? Okay. Is that the right response? Or w- would there be a better response? Even in, if they went woke? Yeah. In addressing, in, in addressing the character issues 
um, from. I hope we don't have to come to come to that. No, no, uh, I, I bet we won't. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but you know, you see it in a lot of a lot of situations, you know, where people kind of give in to that. And what what would be the right response if this is if these are brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, well, would it be to to come, you know, and, and kind of well, okay, not good. support them, but yeah. say, hey, listen, you know, really concerned about this and just kind of be praying for them. And, and you know, um, rather than just everybody kind of just like dropping it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I just mean that that is what would happen. People, oh, sure. People would Viewership just, would, would yeah. go down for sure. Yeah. But I just, I, I wonder if, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If definitely. I was talking to like Dallas on a personal level, I would definitely try to help him to see like that you're going to lose your whole fan base for a really dumb reason. And it goes against scripture. So it's like, these are your three cardinal th yeah. rules that you don't want to break. So you probably yeah. shouldn't. Um, but it's not, I can't just like talk with him, you know? Why so, not? okay. <laughs> You're going to take that approach. Okay. All right. So good. Has the pressures of modern messages like critical theory in race, gender influenced, uh, race, gender, influence the chosen in a negative way mm -hmm. i don't think it has you know definitely not yet not yeah yet. and like i was saying with i guess we kind of touched on that already but um oh, i was saying with the rings of power the lord of the Rings show that's where they went completely wrong oh yeah because you have a elf who's african-american with short hair and it's like well you're not an elf then because we have established from tolkien what elves are and that's yeah. not what they are and also it's not done with any tact so it's not like well these elves come from this other land where what whatever would make them that you know like that would yeah. make a little at more at least sense. change the storyline yeah. So <clears throat> yeah so what i love that the chosen does is it's like okay if if we want to put in um some people of color let's say into the show okay here's how we're gonna do it we're gonna do it as a plausible answer to the story like there are women from Ethiopia. There's one, her name right. is Tamar, I believe, who is one of the women with Mary Magdalene that's supporting the ministry. We know there was women supporting the ministry. So if one of them comes from Ethiopia, which is completely plausible, probably actually did happen because there would be people in the marketplaces and things like that, um, she would have been a person from color. We know that from the Ethiopian eunuch, you know? So it's like, this is completely plausible, which is his word, I remember listening to the first interview that i heard with dallas he's like that's the word we went for is plausible this is not something that you would never see um this is something that you probably would see there and but it's also a way that if you're looking to get african americans into the story you can do that because there probably were some in the story so it's like no problem there and again with women in the ministry this has actually happened so it's like they don't have to search very hard to be able to add these things um, without it compromising the fundamentals of the story. Right. <clears throat> and that's where Rings of Power went totally yeah, off. Yeah, totally off. The, the rails, yeah. Yeah, pretty so. lame. One of the key themes that, that I noticed through this too, which was interesting, it's, it's that the disciples and pretty much all of the people 
who were waiting for the Messiah were waiting for a great, like, military leader. Right. You know, and you see it in that, in the dialogue and in the, um, all the little details, you know, with Peter and all this stuff. And you, uh, you know, and with, with John the Baptist mm-hmm. and, and all that. So Simon you know, the Zealot. Yeah. When are you going to come and, you know, right. and, and uh, like start this whole thing? Right, you know? right. So it's just an interesting point. But, yeah. So right. I guess the uh, final conclusion is like, I think it's awesome. It's one of my favorite shows I think that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's definitely the best Christian presentation that I've seen. Yeah. You know, and uh, that really is kind of the. I think that really is kind of what kind of kept me away from it was that it was a Christian production. <laughs> right. I know. Because <laughs> I just can't take it. It's I so crazy it. on like Rotten Tomatoes or like every movie like website gives it such high praise. I think it has a 100% tomato meter on the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Wow. And the audience rating I think is like 99%. Like everybody likes it except for the 1%, which Jamie yeah. was a part of. I was a one percenter. <laughs> one percenter for once in his life. <laughs> yeah. I was the one percent that's that why, everyone talks about. That's why you were the whole. I didn't even know it because <laughs> you loved it so much. Yeah, finally being in the one percent. Sure. But now, um, but, now he's now he's But no, it's a it's a definitely a good show. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. And yeah, leave your comments um, on what you thought yeah. or what you think about it. Sure, and if you don't like it, you know yeah. some good. If it if it's something that was different than what we had addressed, yeah. you know, it'd be great to hear it. You know, yeah, so, definitely uh, some people in the class tonight that were like, eh, not yeah. my favorite, you know, or whatever. But that's fine. It doesn't yeah. doesn't have to be, you know. But uh, but thank you for watching, and don't forget to visit uh, bornagainbaking.com and uh, order some good stuff from mm-hmm. Lucinda Lynch, yeah. and in the uh, on checkout, put in. The code CC10 and get 10% off your mm-hmm. order. So that'd be great. And the CC is for counterculture, just, you know, just to clear <laughs> right. that up in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, but uh, cool, but anyway. Not for cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, thank you for, again, for watching. If you like this content, you know, um, subscribe to Freedom Church mm-hmm. NJ. You can see this on YouTube on Freedom Church NJ or any podcast site, you know, yep. Google, Apple, all that jazz. And uh, you can listen to it. And um, <laughs> and that, exactly, exactly that. Um, and like and, and subscribe and, and do all that stuff. So and and most importantly, don't forget that the gates of hell will not prevail against the Church of Christ. Amen.